what's happening, everybody? We're back for another episode of Firm Fatherhood. Um, seems like it's been forever, man. My name is Stephen Worthy. Herman Tress. Earl Wallace. Yeah, man, we're here today, and I'm really excited, man. We have a, a topic that I've been wanting to speak on for some time. We have a guest that I've been wanting to have on for some time. Um, hey, man, you know. Um, what is that topic, Steve? What is it? Well, we're going to talk about stepfathers today. You know oh. We're going to dig into that. We're going to dig deep into that, man, and, and everything that's inside that treasure chest and see what's, what's, what's going on with it. You know what I'm saying? See, I see. But uh, who's going to help us do that today is uh, no, is no other than a great friend of ours. It's been umpteen years. Uh, I don't know who's known him longer. Uh, maybe Herman? I don't know. But, I don't uh, think so. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 man. Let's, let's welcome Mr. Christopher Heron to the show. <laughs> What's going on with you, Chris, man? How you doing, brother? Uh, I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Good, good, good. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Oh, he, he looks excited. He looks ecstatic to be yeah, here. Yeah, man. I, I think you don't know what to, what to, uh, what this is about to be, man. So, oh well, I'm, I'm about to tell him what it's about to be, man. I'm getting all up in his business. Is what I'm okay, doing. Sure. <laughs> That's what we're here for, man. That's what we're here for. But, uh, but yeah, man. We've all been close, tight knit, man. Um, way back, man. I think I first met Chris. I knew of Chris playing hoop. For blessed sacrament and we used to play that team and beat the hell out of them so i remember him <laughs> yeah i remember him first from that and then i actually first met him um our freshman year in high school mm-hmm. so you know we we kind of got cool man and uh the rest is history man but Hern, where, where'd you meet was it in high and you didn't meet him oh oh man let me tell you something my friend uh, <laughs> yeah, i met one christopher heron at Andrian High School, I was a freshman. He was a sophomore, and Chris got real deep into that sophomore freshman thing. Right, and right. Tell you a story about one day I was in my locker, minding my minding my business. Okay, right. getting my French book out of my locker, and I was bent down on, on, on my almost on my knees, but not quite. And somebody just slapped the shit out of me and knocked me right to the floor for no reason. <laughs> was this an initiation of some sort? Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> just slapped the shit at like slapped me right in the head I, I fell on the ground and everything i'm like what the what <laughs> and that was one chris herring <laughs> at the time being a freshman bro i mean you know he had it coming bro that's just what it was man you hey know, 96 96 could bite my ass all right you hey, feel me man, hey, i didn't hey, said it i said hey, it at hey, me man, you know you really want to be in 96 man you know you can you can let us know Yes. Right. Class of 97, stand up. Even stand I up, you feel me? It was. Uh, well, I ain't, I ain't a Bishop no shit. That, I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that you shit. like it. You love it. But yeah. Well, what about you, Doug? When the first time you meet Chris? I remember seeing Chris around the neighborhoods, uh, just hooping every now and again. But I remember, like, really, really meeting him and making it official at a IUN back in 98. Mm-hmm. I think we tried out for the basketball team or something like that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, been rocking with him ever since. You didn't meet Chris. That, you didn't meet Chris the day he almost died on the side of Bird House. Then you didn't meet Chris that day. Oh man, what happened there? I mean, I remember seeing him around. Basketball. There was always some hooping going on, some type yeah, of athletic yeah. events. Ah uh, man, this day we was playing football on the side of Bird's house, and for some reason he felt like he didn't want to drink water all day. He about passed out. Out there that, at Bird's house. That, that was the day when when he got his tattoo. 
Who got his tattoo? Who got Herman? Herman got his aunt tattoo at uh, Roy Boys. I don't even remember that. I don't, <laughs> I don't have an aunt tattoo. But, but no, okay. an eight ball. You yes. got an eight ball from Roy Boys. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. It's all coming together now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, uh, hooping all over Gary, all over Hammond, all over Tolleston, shit, all over the city, really. Mm-hmm. Every much, time you yeah. looked up, Chris was calling me, telling me, hey, man, get out here. You know, we're getting, we're about to ball. Like, that was it all the time whenever I heard from Chris, man. So, so yeah, man, a very extensive history with all four of us, man, knowing each other, been rocking with each other for years now. No and, doubt. You know what I'm saying? Wouldn't have it no other way. But we are here today uh, to speak on a specific subject uh, that has been um, maligned, talked about, brung up. No uh, doubt. All kind of different ways, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I would like to sit here today and kind of get to the bottom get some solutions, some answers, some understanding, and uh, and really see what this is all about. And what, what hey. the topic I'm talking about is stepfathers. Well, we talked about this a little bit when Ryan was here. And one thing that I took away from from, from his, what he said uh, about, about stepfathers is that, you know, he doesn't know where the narrative came from. And I know you guys have seen this online as well, is that the narrative is that, you know, people that take care of children that aren't theirs are, are are perceived as weak within our community, especially right. our online community. Right. I think that's a, a, a load of crap. But as yeah. I said, I don't know where that narrative came from. But you know, I'm I'm here to debunk it, man. At the end of the day, I think that's crazy. I think there is nothing more, well, nothing more honorable. There, there are probably things more honorable, but I, let me just say that it is honorable that you can stand in that gap between a woman and uh, and her children and and be what those children need at that time. You know, as it pertains to the the male perspective, man. And you know, I just I let's give Chris his flowers while he's here, man. You do you did God's work, man. Good for you. You know, blessings to you and to to that family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. Like I said, that's that's why we're here today, man. You know, to kind of back up to what Herman just said, man. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, twenty four mm-hmm. million child children live in homes without a biological step or adoptive father which equals to this four times more likely to live in poverty without a father or any type of man in a home yeah. seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teen by having a daughter without a father in the home two times more likely to drop out of school without a father present stepfather any man within that home so we're looking at some stats here man that is that is uh, directly killing and damaging our community while we're still having the same rhetoric and saying uh, being a stepfather is a thankless job. Uh, nobody wants to do that. Who wants to, like like I said before, Ryan, when he came, it's just an irresponsible argument to me. It's just an irresponsible way to look at it uh, with the way our community is and how much work we have to do to get it back to where it needs to be. Well, you know, Or even maybe where it, it never was, I don't know. But we need some work and we need to get, get to work. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Chris, being in a position that you are in, when you hear this type of rhetoric, uh, whether it be online or just with a guy, a friend or something, when people say things like that, how does it make you feel? I mean, what do you think about when you hear all this rhetoric in our community right now about that type of stuff? I think for, for the most part, it's it's like with anything, like you got like one or two loud people that are making all this noise. I don't I don't believe that it's as, as prevalent as people say, because I don't I don't hear it a lot. I mean being a father, stepfather, mother, whatever, a parent is a thankless job in general. So 
Right. It's just something that needs to be done. It's it's what's best for our community. You know, right. like they they need both sides of it. But if it ain't for you, it ain't for you. I mean, like just know that going in. It's like don't date women with kids. Right. Right. And hell. <laughs> and hell. And I mean, if you think about it, man, us all is grown. If man. you can find one. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a I got a stat for that actually. Right. Uh 40% of US families are blended with at least one parent having a child from a previous marriage. Mm-hmm. That's hard to combat. I find a woman of you know value that has no kids. Uh, and, uh. And, and let me ask you this question, Dub. Even if this woman that you found does not have kids and you have kids. Wouldn't you would, would you prefer a mother to come into your home uh, that's already a mother and knows what this whole thing is about as opposed to someone that doesn't have kids? Are we speaking to the, about the same woman where it's talking about a woman that doesn't have kids and or does have kids and you have children coming into that relationship? Wouldn't you want her to understand what she's getting herself into? Yeah, um, I see where you're going with that, but just because she's a parent doesn't really mean she's a mother. You know, there's a lot of women out here that have kids and they just have kids. You know, big mama's raising them, auntie, auntie you know, whoever. So as long as they're bringing value into your household, you should be okay, be it mother or not. You know, they don't have to give birth to be an excellent parent, you know. Hearing what the statistics are that you just said, man, just being a, a grown 45 year old man, it's not often that you run into a woman our age that doesn't have children. If you're out there dating, um, looking for a wife, uh, how often are you running into someone our age that doesn't have children? Is that that's not really that's a rarity as far you're as the only one on the but, dating I mean, scene, man. You yeah, tell us it's a rarity, bro. It's not, it's not it, it ain't happening, man. Not that I know of. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's some out there. But they definitely don't grow on trees, man. Ain't like, no, no, no. Let me pick this. Uh-huh. That's nice. Hey, I would like to hark back to something that was said a couple of episodes ago. And it says that our community is in no position to turn away any good help. And do you all know who said that? That Never sounds mind. like a that's the other state. That's my man, 50 grand. Um Umar. Dub Wallace, aka uh Jake from State Farm's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> But no, prevalent point. And I mean, it still stands today. You know, you got to bring some value to the table. No matter where you are, you have to bring some value. Well, yeah. if we're talking about this now, and we're having a conversation about this, right? And we, can we take the gloves off for a second? Now that we're talking about all the things on the side of, or the reasoning why we have where we feel like it's a, it's a bad comment or it's just something that just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense about uh, being a stepfather. Chris, are there any reasons why a man shouldn't take on that situation if he's dating someone? Um, are there certain things or red flags maybe that may come up? Because there's definitely situations that you don't want to get into um, that may be dangerous, that may be too much drama, I, too many issues. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would say from both sides. Like, right. If, if you are... If you meeting a woman and she got kids and you don't want kids, then leave that woman alone. And right. if you are dating a man who has kids and you don't want kids, then leave that man alone. Right. But right. but go to it with open, you know, go into it with open eyes. And if you are in the relationship and 
you know, he or she is not raising them kids, is not disciplining them kids, or, you know, and those kids are just in a bad way, that might not be for you. You might not be interested in a fixer-upper, you know? Yeah. yeah. We've, we've, we've heard of situations where, you know, you know, he's dating her and her kids are in and out of juvie, in and out of jail, and there's right. just no discipline there. And it's like, if she's not going to let you step in and be what a man, what a husband is supposed to be and correct those kids, then that's probably not the situation for you. Right, right. So, uh, Chris, if I can interject real quick, yeah. what is your take on step-parents disciplining children? Got to be earned. Got to be earned. Like, that don't happen. That don't happen day one. You know, like, you you have to be in that relationship and she has to learn how to trust you, but also they have to learn how to trust you. Like, and then it, it should get to the point where for our generation, when we say parents and we say discipline, it means something a little bit different than it does now. Mm-hmm. So now you have to build a relationship with them so that you can talk to them because it ain't it ain't all hands on like it used to be when we was kids. But and it ain't given. It it ain't given. You 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 gotta earn it. You like once some kids know that you care then they care about what you know, then you can make a difference in their life. But it could, it could take years before you get to that point. Uh, OG once told me it's kind of like um, depositing money into the bank. You have to deposit money or you have to deposit into these children in order to withdraw from them. Correct. You know, it, it has to be that balance. You can't day one say, I want to take out $100,000. No, absolutely not, sir. What have you done here? Correct. Uh, yeah, it takes time. That's, that's a great question, Earl, man. There's so many sides to it because I, I don't know that um, it, it would be difficult to be in a situation where uh, the mother didn't trust you to discipline um, because it puts you in a situation where you are in a household without any control uh, over what goes on underneath your roof. So like Chris said, I know it takes a tremendous amount of patience and understanding um, and that's that takes time. So, you know, um, me and Chris had conversations prior to us, you know, coming on today. And we were just both saying how uh, a situation like this, regardless of what's going on, it's going to take two full grown adults and it's going to take understanding and listening and patience. And that's with all parties involved. Cause in in a lot of situations that might be, um, you know, uh, the dad somewhere that he's involved or the mom somewhere where she's involved. So it's going to take, two grown people or a group of grown people to be able to be mature enough to speak on the issues that need to be spoken on and, and understanding and embracing the entire situation of uh, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that's, a, I kind of wanted to push back on the whole, you know, no discipline from day one thing. I mean, the, I just, one thing that I wanted to ask somebody that, you know, had this, you all have, all three of you have had certain varying degrees of uh, experience in this, in this endeavor. Right you don't get any less of the responsibility is my issue. Like, you know, you don't get to be a 80% father to these kids. You don't get to be an 85% father to these kids, but your hand is one arm is tied behind your back. As far as, you know, like Sebron said, controlling what's going on under your roof. And I'm wondering how do you all dance that delicate dance? Ooh. You, you, you have to, you know, hopefully the, the woman that you're with, is on the same page with you and you're dating an adult and you can, you know, you, you, you know, something happens and you want to drop the hammer, but perhaps you can't because the situation is, is different. Uh, but you, you have to have a discussion with, with that adult woman that you're dating 
and explain like, hey, we can't let the kids do X, Y, and Z because this is what it's going to lead to. But you just you just have to communicate. Like, you know, like like what we were talking about the other day, see, like both people have to be adults yeah. and be able to communicate. And like, right. and then sometimes you got to take that L, but you know, and as far as like, if you dating a woman for a week and then you want to jump in and discipline the kids, that's a little weird. Right. right. You know, you know, everybody here is in a different situation, but we we would all acknowledge that no matter what the situation is, those are his, her kids first. They 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 all gonna tell you that. Yeah. So like just like give it some time. Like it ain't gonna it may not take years, but you can't show up on the second date and then you like, all right, go to your room. Like that ain't cool. Shit, Chris, I'm gonna go one further, bro. You can't be a father of your own children and possibly seeing them every other weekend and be able to lay the hammer down like that. You can't really it puts you in a difficult difficult situation because you have to, like Earl was saying, keep putting into the bank of trust and understanding because kids don't really understand being over your house every other weekend and they know you're your father and they love you. But if every time you see them, you're, uh, you're disciplining them in, in some type of harsh way, that kind of cuts off of the communication cuts off of the understanding. Yeah. That that's true. But again, like two adults have to communicate and co-parent and there right. needs to be an understanding of what's acceptable is acceptable and what's not it's not like you you're not gonna be at your mom's house for the weekend and you ain't gonna be having like candy for breakfast and you're not gonna do that here like like wrong is wrong has to be kind of universal no matter where you are you can't you know like you know right like you can't run wild at her house right and then when you come over here i gotta discipline you and try to fix you and then i'm the bad guy like you know you, you just have to communicate what the expectations are for your children right across the board across the board right that's easier said than done because when the custodial parent doesn't get along with you you can't tell them what to do in their house and they can't tell you what to do in your house so i've come across that and that that yeah i've had to deprogram my children and sometimes you spend the entire weekend deprogramming your children just to send them back so that they can come back right back to square one hey which is why and we keep going back into the crates man in these old episodes man but it's important because we're trying to build a catalog here choose wisely like that's why you want to match values with the woman that you're trying to deal with so you know you guys are on the same level as far as that's concerned man because you like earl said man that's that's 18 years of just just back and forth man and that uh That'll wear anybody down, bro. Earl, that is the the saddest short story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it was not sad, and nor was it short. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, but but <laughs> this dude here, man. Uh, Chris, man, um, if you would, uh, could you link? some of the things, man, that you've done um, and kind of like talk about a little bit about your past, man, and your upbringing, um, you know, uh, how maybe possibly it could have brought you to where you are today um, on, a, on a different mindset and seeing things from a different different view. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, grew up, you know, fairly normal, two-parent household. Right. Um, my you know, with several siblings from my father's first marriage. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with, you know, my parents, 
my siblings, you know, his ex-wife and her second husband, mm-hmm. and everybody was just kind of cordial. Now, I'm sure as an adult now, knowing what I know now, there was some not so professional moments behind closed doors. Of course, but, of course. You know, but, you know, back in the day, they kept that stuff from the kids. But right, right. You know, we just saw everybody being cordial and, and respectful. And it was like, it just wasn't really a big deal. So, I mean. So you, you kicking it with your with your sisters and brothers and and being, uh, being where you're from. It was never an issue, man. You guys were just, everything was all good with, with one another. Yeah, the the older siblings obviously there were some feelings feeling some kind of way but right. you know everybody had to kind of deal with it like you know kids can't be held responsible for adult decisions so yeah. that's right. just one of those things but you know as far as my current situation like you just said you just have to choose wisely yeah man anybody got anything to look like this anybody want to shine anybody out check out that quality foodie on instagram Check out uh, Humble Workshop with an E on Instagram. Check that out, too. And check out CompeteAgainstCancer.org. Follow that on all your social media. Facebook, Instagram. Uh, what you got for us, huh? I ran across an article online that was talking about, we all know Wayne Brady, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So I wanted to share with you uh, something about Wayne Brady that I read. Hold on, I got to find this thing first. Okay. Um, he and his uh, ex-wife, Mandy Takeda, and her boyfriend, Jason Fordham, okay, excuse me, that's my fault. Jason Fordham are planning to co-parent an adopted child. Do you all get what that, the, uh, the, the magnitude of that and what that means? Three yeah. parents, one child, is that what I was hearing? That, that is correct. Everybody in the nosebleeds, that means that Wayne Brady and his ex-wife and her boyfriend are going to co-parent a child together, an adopted child together. And he says, boyfriend? He, her and her boyfriend. Not a husband, and, boyfriend. And her boyfriend, you heard it correctly. Okay. He said okay. he was going to co-parent as quote unquote Dunkle. And I'm going to take this opportunity to ask you guys what you all think about that, as well as ask Chris if he ever uh, considered a more alternative way to raise his kids besides the traditional stepfather role. So have at it. Hmm. I don't even know what to say to that one, man. Uh, 
it'd be hard. It'd be hard enough with two heads sometimes, man. It's a, uh, it's a delicate dance, man. So hey, best of luck to them. They seem like so. Who's adopting the kid? Wayne Brady or her? His ex-wife and her boyfriend are adopting a kid, and he's going to be the third co-parent. Then you're gonna be the uncle. Just be the uncle. He said Dunkle with a D. D U N C L E. Just, just, I imagine from what I know of Wayne Brady <laughs> that she and her boyfriend are probably not familiar with black culture. But we we do that anyway. We we have uncles. That that an, an uncle like in the black community is just as important. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, just just like don't be weird about it. Just be the cool uncle, support your ex, you know what I'm saying? Be cool with her boyfriend or fiance, whatever he becomes, but like don't be weird about it. I agree. That embraces it on a level that you know that I you know that's kind of unfamiliar to I would say to most people, but I just definitely wanted to get that in the air. Matter of fact, we didn't hear from Earl number one. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with what um Chris said, you know. There's a space for everyone, and you know, if everybody plays their lane, it, it all works out for the betterment of the child. But being that dunkle role, you know, kind of leads way that you have more of a say in things. You know, I'm okay. Like, hey, your parents are kind of off a little bit. You know, you can come to me when it's wanky uncle time. But to say to show up at the party, like, hey, no, I don't think you should be able to do this, and think that you have more of a value than what you are. You are not. You're an outsider. You know, so why are you trying to be more than that? They're raising the child. And it's, it's I don't know. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird to me. It's real weird. Very weird. It sounds like they're trying to make it more difficult what it actually is. If it's his ex-wife, then I'm guessing they're still co-parenting. So the ex-wife. They have an 18-year-old as well, yes. Right, right. Getting 18. another kid. He groans. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Be, they they have an eighteen year old together, and then her and the uh, new boyfriend are adopting a small one. Yeah, I, I get that, but at eighteen, you're just about done co-parenting, you right? Know, right. <laughs> you now you're going to start all over. Uh, well, Earl, <laughs> not everyone's situation is such that you know it's sometimes it's amicable when two adults you know decide to go the separate ways. I don't know if you knew. But it she or not. she has another person. There's another person in her life now. Why wouldn't you yes. give that responsibility to them? I don't know what the upside of this situation is, honestly, to be completely honest with you guys, but yeah. I did think it was interesting. Maybe it is. the upside is, is his financial contribution. Maybe that's the upside. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I didn't want to say it, but you know, it sounded like somebody needed Wayne Brady's signature on. <laughs> if we're just being honest, that's what it sounds like to me. Outside looking in. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, because like I don't know, to him, like, don't you want to be a dunkle? Like, what? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like you're really a part of their life. It's cool. You just come along. You and your money, come along. Be an uncle. Be be a godfather. But like a dunkle, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. So, I, I don't know. Hey, man, that's, that's weird. Hey, look. Hey, uh, okay. I'll, I'll from there. I'll go to this. Is that? One thing that we have not talked about, and I think it's really important, and you guys are all going to speak to, you know, like I said, varying degrees of speaking to what the situation means to you, but the other dude, your stepdad, you got to talk about the other dude. 
You know, you know who I'm talking about. So I'm not even going to go into to detail. So how do you all approach that? And what's the what's the best way? What's the worst way? What what don't I know? I'll let Chris head this off. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, now everybody's sad. Well, oh. no, no, no. Because I, I had I, something I got, for that, Herman. I, that was yeah. at the bottom of my list. So yeah. I can't speak to that because the other dad, the DNA dad, wasn't really around in my situation. Okay. Growing up, my DNA dad wasn't around. And when I became yeah. a stepdad, my the DNA dad, in this household wasn't around for the stepchild that I raised. Oh. Um, so it was kind of, you know, what we said was what it was. But we did have those voices within that within the family, you know. You, his said, family. No, no, no. Within uh my wife's family. Oh, okay. That had opinions. But okay. the the ex wasn't really around. It wasn't a thing. Was, yeah, it wasn't a thing. So Chris, I am interested to know how that played out because the number one role, wait, I got a fact here. Let me pull it up. Um, understanding. <laughs> I got some stats. We got one. Here. We got one. Understanding uh, and following boundaries is the number one issue step parents face in the U.S. today. Hmm. How do you deal with those boundaries, not only between you and the child, the ex and the child, and then the cherry on top of that, the ex and your spouse? Hmm. Ooh, that's all good question. Triple threat. You know, kind of like the same thing at the beginning. You know, when I entered the picture, he was not in the picture at all. So there mm -hmm. was there was there was no say. Um, but you know, joining, combining with a family that had that was predominantly female, there were a lot of other people that had opinions, but we've always been able to be like. What's in this house? What's under this roof? Right. We right. set the rules in here. We we hear what you're saying. We understand respectfully. But what we doing as a unit is what we doing. And it's just, you know, she she was like that kind of before I came into the picture where it was like, your family has opinions. And she's like, I hear you, but this is what we doing. And when we got together, we got on the same page. And it's like, hey, what we doing is what we doing. Like if you are, you know, with him not being present, that wasn't really an issue. And it's just kind of always been like, yeah, we hear you, but we're going to do what's best for this house. You know, and it, you know, and it, it just is what it is. And then later on, when our oldest was in college, the bio dad re-entered the picture um, briefly. And it, it was kind of the same thing. It was like, yeah, but it's what comes out of this house is the law, basically. So, you know, we hear what you're saying and this, that, and the other, but it's like, yeah, no, not here, you know? And there was some, there was a brief period of visitation, but the boys were older. And so when they didn't want to do that, then they didn't do that no more. So it was, it was every other weekend for a little bit. Obviously with the regional stuff, you do it more in the summer than you do in the winter because you don't want to do that traveling. But after a few months of that, they were just like on their own accord was like, yeah, I, I don't want to do that no more. I don't, you know. It's like I'm, you know, so then it was like, all right, they don't want to do it, and it just, it just was what it was. There was no, there was no question no behind it. It was just like, hey, they don't, they don't want to come spend time with you no more. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I um, see. Can you speak to that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had uh, relationships where um, I've had very close relationships with um, um, 
her children, I mean, for years. And I think it really has everything to do with uh, their contribution. Uh, and that's just across the board, not specifically uh, money at all, but their contribution, because when they're around, you know, they're respected. And it has to be a situation to where if you're willing to reach out and have an understanding. Um, and we did that on a few different occasions. Uh, it wasn't no ill will. It wasn't any issues. It was conversation. Uh, even when we saw each other, it was conversation. It was respect. Uh, uh, and that was mutually with, with both parties. So it wasn't ever anything hidden or any issues. It was always, hey, man, um, I respect the job that you're doing, and vice versa. If there's anything that you ever want to talk about or that you need, uh, when it comes to any of my children, let me know. It was all love and respect. It wasn't no foolishness. Hey, that's uh, what's up. Yeah, That's what's up, man. Absolutely. Right. right. So and it, it has to be like that for it to work at all. Um, you know, we're all human beings, so you always you're always gonna have a hiccup or two uh, because you're talking about three different mindsets on how to raise you yeah. know, children and children that you love and care for. Mm. Uh, you know, you get that all the time. But like I said, respect one another. All parties bring respect to the table. We can figure something out. Julio, I'll switch switch from that. Let me ask a, a dumbass question that, that I like to ask is. You know, what we see in TV and what we see in movies is always the, the great big, you're not really my dad sort of moment. Does that happen in real life or is that just uh, fictional? No, that happens. <laughs> that, 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 that happens. That absolutely happens. That happened on a few different occasions, oh, especially when they, were, when they were younger. Um, because it's just frustration. It's just like kids or anything else, yeah. man. Sure. They, everywhere they go, every corner they go to, they're like, nah, nah, you, there's accountability over here too, buddy. So wherever that situation arose his head, I didn't take it personal because uh, I'm adult enough to know, you know, mm -hmm. you almost see it coming. We can kind of get past that, uh, talk about it uh, and, and keep moving in a positive direction. So it's, it's definitely happening, yeah, for me it has. Hey, good, good. See, I mean, uh, Earl, Chris. Never happened. Never happened. That's what's yeah, up. I, I had a situation where it, it was an ugly day. Yeah, but, yeah, man. You know, it was, yeah, it was just an ugly day. It led yeah. to some more drama, but um, cooler heads prevailed. Yeah. And it, it was emotional. You know, yeah. that's what it was. You're speaking out of emotion and adding the adolescent child mindset, you know, yeah <clears throat> but like Steve said you have to be adult enough to know that hey i am still i am still the parent you are still the child of course you know? but a lot of times, man, yeah a lot of times it doesn't have anything to do directly with you it's 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 in correlation with something else that's going on or maybe she's mad because he or she is mad because you are there you know it yeah. could be a lot of different issues and things yeah. you know what i'm saying so um, it's like any other relationship, man, from one person to another, man. Sometimes you're just going to lash out. Sometimes it's like Cleve said, it's not really even going to be about you, but you know, you just happen to be the person that's standing there. So right. here it is. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, those are the things that uh, that I was really curious about. Um, also, the the unexpected things. What What is it about, about step parenting that, that people don't know, fellas? What I mean, what's the thing that somebody like a lay person like myself, I don't really know thing about, you know, step parenting. I tell you what my experience with step parenting is, what little it is, is that when I was like, what, 23 years old, 
I used to date this woman, this older woman. She was, you know, probably, you know, in her thirties or something like that. And she had a kid and I never saw this kid. Not one time. That's because I wasn't in the house before like 9 PM. And I wasn't there. And when the sun came, you know, it worked for me. I was, I was a child myself. So, you know, who cares, but that's what it was, but that's all. That's my only experience. So you guys tell me what, what is it? What's the unexpected, man? What won't the, the, the regular lay person know about step parenting? Ooh. I don't know. I mean, there's so many stories out there. Tell me one of them. Man, just straight up, man, it's a difficult job. It is definitely not for the weak, man. Being a father, period, is thankless. Uh, thankless. Yeah, man. yeah, it's it is it's a difficult <laughs> yes, job, man, but rewarding at the same time. Um, you know, uh to this day, uh, I see you know, or talk to those kids, man, and it's all love and it just all comes right oh. back. And, uh, yeah. and you know, and, and as men, man, we we look and need and and really fight for appreciation. Man, appreciation says a whole lot. Um, yeah, father, you know what I'm saying. So, um, it may not be something that's just instant gratification, man. But down the line, it's something that you know that you kind of uh, hung in there for and worked for. And uh, you know, down the line, man, it, it, it's a good feeling to know that you uh, made a difference and a positive difference in somebody's life. So that's what I think about it. What about you, Doug? Yeah, I agree. Um, you really do get that validation when they call you later in life and say, hey, you know, good looking out. Or they just call you for advice, you know, like, hey, I was thinking this, that, and the third. And you're like, oh, okay, I can bounce ideas off of you. That's when you start to feel the, you know, gratification of the things that you <clears throat> have poured into them and they start pouring it back into their kids and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, thankless job. Um, like all parenting is step parenting you got to kind of balance yourself because like you said you're not their real bio dad sometimes they resent you for that and you just got to find a balance to find peace in your house you know because if if that stepchild is messing up and it's causing an issue with you and your wife it, it throws everything off and at the end of the day everybody just wants peace in their house you know, yes. so you may have to go to them, even though you agree with the uh, with your spouse. You still have to find balance. Like it's it's difficult because hey, sometimes it's hard to tell that parent you were a little bit too stern in that situation, or you weren't stern enough in that situation. You see know? it, and then you know you got all the fire on you. Yes. <laughs> she was mad at the kid, but now she's one hundred percent mad at you. Right. Look, I was just trying you know to balance what, Earl, that's when you grab the car keys, baby. You get the hell yeah, out of Dodge City. Yeah, you go watch the you, know, you go watch the game it's in the middle of June, July sometime. No yeah. sports are on. You like, yeah, I'm going to watch the game. Right, cricket, right. badminton, we'll do it all. Whatever. <laughs> right, baseball. Yeah, the Cubs are on. Here, here it's the off season. No, it's not. It's not at all. <laughs> Somebody's game is on. I'm watching it. Do you do you think that the uh, the step parent situation is unique to the male step parent and the black community as far as them attack on attacking it and saying that it's not needed? It seems kind of um, saying that, that black women shouldn't date men with children. I don't hear them saying that 
white men should not be stepfathers. It seems like it's directly directed directly at black men not being stepfathers, not fulfilling the role they need to fulfill within the family. Or other black people, yeah, yeah, no doubt. It always seemingly you need a whole like, unit. Yeah, we uniquely don't usually have the whole unit, and that it it seems like more and more of us are filling that gap. They're trying mm -hmm. to make that seem like it's a negative. Right. right. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Right, right. You know, I think they don't want black sure. men to be fathers, period, in any shape, form, or fashion. Right. That's just right. it. They want to remove us from the household and just watch the pieces fall where they may. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. any type of dad is it's a negative connotation. Or I still get weird looks like my wife and I were out with my daughter riding our bikes, just getting some exercise. And all these friendly people like that would never speak to me you know, kind of looking at me like I was a, a caged animal or something. Like, what's he doing with, you know, those women over there? It's kind of right. like, they, they, don't ex, they don't expect to see the dad in the situation. Hostage. And we got to change. Yeah, yeah, Amber Alert, blink your eyes if you're okay, <laughs> yeah, wait, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. At, yeah, at work, man, when I talk about the podcast and when I just tell people about it, um, some people are so shocked. Like, well, what is it about? Like, it's about fatherhood. Oh. Oh, really like that's that's cool man. that's great and i'm like why is it so weird that that's what i would want to talk about like why is that so taboo i don't understand you know so yeah you're right chris man it always does seem like some type of a attack on black families man uh, uh some kind of situation where they don't want us to all get together or get our shit together i, I don't uh -huh. i don't get but it does feel that way it does feel that way um do you all think that this started like recently no, absolutely not. <clears throat> absolutely not. I mean, you know, it's it's been since uh since you know since our landing on this rock, man. It's kind of they've kind of attacked the unit. You you all know that. You all know what you know, you know castrations and you know basically you know, you know what they've done with the black family since since we've been here. You know, you know Big Mama. You know that's a thing. Why well, is Big Mama Big Mama? You know when it went into play about giving single family households uh government assistance as long as the father wasn't in the home you know that's that's dating back to the the 50s and 60s, 60s yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so so yeah man I, I think it's our job to kind of rid ourselves of the rhetoric man and kind of dig through uh this mess that's left yeah. afterwards man and kind of come up with some solutions and some and some talking points man and, and really talk this thing out man we we don't really have any business being on uh, either side of the line when I speak about, you know, black men and black women uh, and kind of separating ourselves. We need to be together. We need to be uh, in the same place, uh, raising our families together uh, with a common cause and common understanding. No doubt. I got a, I got a question for, for Doug Earl, man. Um, being a stepfather and having a stepfather, man, could you, uh, explain, if any, the direct correlation in those two things. Uh, do you think, uh, I, I just would assume that having someone kind of step up and be that uh, in your life would possibly motivate you to want to be that in someone else's? Did it give you more of an open mind when it came to dating women with children, or that really had no correlation for you? I don't think it had that much of a correlation. I, um, I knew because my dad wasn't around, I wanted to be a dad, you know, I was, I was passionate about that for my kids. Right. So I knew I would be there. 
I always liked kids and to find a woman that felt comfortable with me around her kid was a blessing. I definitely took his, I took everything that I know about being a dad, stepdad from him because he was, you know, the one in the house showing me this is what you do. This is how you conduct yourself as a man. Right. So um, he didn't really intervene a lot. It was me and my mom because he came around when I was, you know, young, young teenager, 12, 13. Right. I was figuring things out and he was trying to figure the household out. And I believe he just kind of watched from a distance until he felt like, all right, now it's time for me to interject or time for me to intervene, you know. Right, right. Um, but I always utmost respect for him. He was never disrespectful to me or my mom, as far as I know, you know. Right. right. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, he was real cool, laid back guy. And I think he only yelled at me once and I absolutely deserved it. I was just being a total <laughs> butthole to my mother. He got in my face and I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, nothing but respect. You know, like I said, it was well-deserved. I, I was feeling myself that day and he brought me back down to let me know that I am still a child. I am a boy and he is the man of the house. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got it. Understood. Okay. So Okay. Okay. But yeah, absolutely run his playbook. So y'all had a baby boy moment, is what you're telling me. He had, he had to <laughs> Right. <laughs> Everything but the cooking breakfast. <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, you Why would you say that, man? Oh. <laughs> he definitely uh, baby boyed me. <laughs> and when I think of another man just coming into another household, I, that's always a starting point. It's just like, God, that's John Singleton roasting hell for what you've done to me. <laughs> that's terrible. Oh my goodness. No, oh but goodness. yeah, man. I mean, it, it, it's it's different. It is different. Yeah, man. This uh this thing being a stepfather, man, it is uh it is a, a ride indeed, bro. It's something like I said, we we ourselves, man, just within my immediate circle of, of close friends and brothers um, are um, a part of uh, being a stepfather or had a stepfather in their lives. And as far as I know, and from what I've witnessed, it's created some great men. And oh, we, don't yeah. know, we don't know how that could have went uh, otherwise if they didn't have these men in their lives. You know, um, I, of course, you hope for success either way. Uh, but these men kind of steered the way, man. They kind of helped help pave the way uh, for these great men that I know of that came from these different households and and different things, man. So, uh, man, for, as far as I'm concerned, salute to the stepfather, man. Do your thing. We appreciate you. We see you. It's not as a thankless job as you think. Hell yeah. You know, and, I, and hey, I got nothing but love for you, man. Do your thing. Make sure you're going into a healthy situation. Um, you know, so you can add to it and help. Okay. Conclusion about stepfathering. I think kids can't see the big picture. Okay. None of them. And so I feel like when you're in a position where you're a, a stepfather in the immediate, in the right now, you know, in the, in the present, you know, you're going to look like this, but once a child could step back and it starts to, he or she starts to gather those very important life milestones you're gonna look like you know what you meant to look like which is a man that that you know basically fulfilled a role and you know that was at a post that was unmanned and he stepped in that post and he did a, the most honorable thing uh shout out to the 
original stepfather, uh, Joseph from the Bible. Um, he's Saint Joseph now, if you didn't know. Mm, look Boom. at that. Look at that. I wanted to talk about a few famous TV dads, right? Uh, you all remember George Papadopoulos? Webster. I do. Yeah. From Gary. <laughs> Was hey, 219, stand yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Ted Karras. Yeah. Um, you all, of course, remember Philip Drummond, right? <laughs> the, the original pedophile. <laughs> no man back in the 80s apparently you know adopting little black kids was just was all the rage yeah, uh, um mike brady boom i was gonna say let's talk about some real live stepdads i.e russell wilson yeah yeah do you think he's oh, going? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm trying to figure out why that brother. Hey, why can't that brother get no love from the, the black community? What What did he do to us? Yeah, I, I don't get it either, man. They They look at people like him and think that that's bad, but they look at future and like, yeah, let's give him the mic and keep talking, keep poisoning the airwaves. I love future's music. I'm just gonna throw that out there, but he should not be the role model as to what relationships look like. Hey, man, I don't know what it is about Russell Wilson, man. I don't like him either. And I couldn't don't see like him. him. No, nah, I don't like Russell Wilson. Man, he just, if you, I've listened to enough uh, sports cast and, and in like behind the scenes type stuff. He's not well liked in the locker room. In either locker room he's been in, he's not well liked at all. Now, he, I don't know what he's he doing. Insincere. Yes, very insincere. Yeah, he's he's completely disingenuous as a person, man. I mean, we've seen that, but well, my, my point, fatherhood, right? Father. Yeah, my my greater point is that yeah, yeah. You know, hey, he's he's like I just said. You know, he's at a post that he doesn't especially have to be that, and he's doing the thing. So, can 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 we get a little love for uh, Russell Wilson, everybody? quit man i'm i'm shannon sharp and you right now i am shannon sharp goodbye good night if if he's completely disingenuous then what do we i mean for what you know we all know we do certain things for certain reasons is he doing it for the reason to that he's standing up he's the most stand-up stepfather in the game gives a crap sebring that there are two kids out there that need a father and he is it so, so future just has disappeared. He's a whole, we we've confirmed that future's a horrible father. Now I know we got yes. a bunch of kids and all that, but yes. I, have we confirmed that? <laughs> I, I have not, confirmed, but maybe Chris can confirm. <laughs> it's confirmed. Okay, confirmed. All right, well, well, I don't know. I've never heard the, the latter other from you know from the story of him and Russell and him walking around with the jersey hey. and all that. I don't well, know. we'll put a pin in that and come back to it. Like I said, I don't I don't know future or his music or his politics. You know, I haven't, you know, I, I don't know anything about the guy, but as, as, as it, it, oh, does he got a bunch of kids? He got a bunch of kids. Is he taking right, care of all of them? you got them? a bunch of kids don't mean that you a bad dude. It don't. Uh, again, <laughs> has that been, like, are we saying, yes, he's a horrible father. Who said this? And what, what what's, I don't know anything about it. Hey, Eddie uh, Murphy got a bunch of kids. And I'm, they, he, they all live under the same roof from what I understand. They all live with him at one point in time. Like you, the yeah, yeah. you, they all there. You, they all there. Okay, so <laughs> is is Nick Cannon a bad father for having as many kids as he had as he has? Is there a such no, thing? He can afford to have as many kids. No, he's not <laughs> a bad father. But what the hell is he doing? 
<laughs> so it's he can like afford with the Nick it, Cannon man. situation is being able to, to afford him is, is that the baseline? Like if it's you can afford him financially and if you're there emotionally, I think so. I mean, can you be there emotionally for a dozen kids that don't live under the same roof as you? Absolutely. You could be. It could be yeah. done. Okay. I think you're looking at it from us. Like we work 40, 60, 50 hour work weeks. He's not doing all that. I think he can be. Do you know that for sure, Earl? Do you know that for sure? I don't. I don't. I do not. I do not. Hey, I can say there's here's the here's the long and the shortest. And I I won't, you know, I'm not the last word on anything because I don't know much, but you got it's one of you. And if you got seven small, I got two small children. And oh my God. You know what? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, man. Hey, I see, know. you had two small children at once. Yeah, Earl they absolutely had two yeah, small yeah. children at once. Yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah. And my <laughs> kids were the same age. They was doing the same things at the same and time. Earl, oh my goodness! You 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 had two of the uh, the BMs. And two small children, Earl. Oh, what, do you want to do that about four or five more times over? You think? I would but, have to but, say no. But Nick's not doing <laughs> no for me, dog. <laughs> you, Nick's not doing any of the heavy lifting. You know, everybody else, nannies and the ba- and the mamas, and they all doing the healthy lifting. And that's the whole point, see. If you're not doing the heavy lifting, how quality? If you're not there to, you know, to to. to you know, clean up vomit, or if you're not there to pick them up when they fall down and say, hey, that's why we don't run in the house. I mean, hey, what's the quality up. of the upbringing? We got single parents who are not doing the heavy lifting. It don't matter the, the you know, quantity of kids you got. It's the quality of life that you're giving them. Hey, forget single It's parents. a bunch of deadbeats out there. You know, they my got mom, one and done. That's what I'm saying. Like, so nah. My mom and daddy told me that my daddy didn't touch me till I was like eight, nine years old. He, whatever I was going on, running around, snotting everything else. My daddy told me that. My mother was like, hey, he didn't come nowhere, did he? He told me, like, hey, you, baby, you deal with all that. Then when I got to be about seven, eight years old, and I don't remember a day not being with him. So he didn't do any of that heavy lifting at all. You know, he, my father is what my mother, as my mother tells it, my father as well didn't change diapers, didn't do stuff no. like that. <laughs> no, no. Not at all. So I don't know if the reasoning means it's a good choice, but from what I understand, because of what his uh, illness is, uh, he wants to leave a legacy, and that's why he's doing what he's doing. So I don't know if that reasoning makes it a good idea still. Is it a litter or a legacy? Because, I mean, my God. (laughs) I mean, maybe he he might get one MLK out 20 of the litter. I don't know. I I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I'm saying maybe that's what he's shooting for. I have no idea. He's he's playing the odds, ain't he? That's that's what he's doing. So I don't know. Hey, one thing we need to do, man, before all is said and done, is thank our guest, our brother, Chris Heron, for coming through. It's been so
ask you face up, man, is that did you ever really want to have kids in your home? And, and with that, with that in mind, how is it that you know that, that didn't happen for you, and how you, you know, your new life have you adjusted to that? Can you uh, speak to, you know, how, how you oh, yeah, reconcile yeah, yeah. it all now? Yeah, I always wanted, you know, wife, kids, you know, all of that. So kind of got it pre-made. So it just, it just worked out this way. This is Christopher Heron. And this is Ben Fern Fatherhood.